In today's episode, episode 13, we sat down with the incredible CEO, Linda Kelly, to discuss the win of the new Business Excellence Award presented by the Thunder Bay Chamber of Commerce. We also spoke to Linda about what the award meant to her and the entire team and how it basically made them feel overall. We had an in-depth look at basically when and where Kelly Mental Health began, her current vision, and the future of the Kelly Mental Health Clinic. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm really gonna, good. Actually. I was going to say good, and then I said well, and it kind of came out like well. But I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to go with it. Perfect. It's one of those days. Um, obviously, welcome back, everyone. We are still in season two, and it is episode thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So a couple away for uh, um, until our new season. So I'm super excited to always start the new seasons because it's really fun. <laughs> I like that you're um, keeping track of it because I mean, I mean, I would just talk all the time. I don't keep track. Hey, trust me, it's it's easy for me to talk all the time too. That's probably why we're we do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously, I just kind of wanted to reset and kind of have a nice conversation and catch up. And I think um, what a great time to do it, because I think um, a congratulations is in order. Because um, for those of you who don't know, KMH, uh, Kelly Mental Health, just won the new Business um, Excellence Award through the Thunder Bay Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Um, So the 2020 award, and that's super Super exciting, obviously. Um, so congratulations to the entire team and especially you, Linda, because um, I think that's definitely a huge accomplishment. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's, uh, it, was, it was a very, very big deal for us. Um, we've been nominated a few times in the past, past few years. Uh, the first year we were nominated for three awards and we brought mm-hmm. the whole team out there and I said, it's okay, guys, you know, we're just going for the dinner. It's going to be a good time. And one of our therapists said to me, uh, I'm not going for a good time. I'm going to win. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so obviously this year it kind of looked a little bit different, right? Because, well, I know that a lot of like, a lot of you guys didn't really know that you guys won at the time. And so this year looked a little bit different because of COVID and the restrictions. So it was a luncheon, I believe. And, but everyone still kind of came together, correct? Well, see, that's still the deep, dark secret. And I've been sworn to secrecy by Sharla Robinson. So (laughs) Um, just kidding. Yeah, they are still (laughs) announcing some winners. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's really interesting because of course, each year it's gotten bigger and bigger. And this um, business awards last year was 400 people in attendance. It was a very big deal. Um, And and it still is. But what was Mm -hmm. interesting about this year was that when we were nominated, once you're nominated, you're supposed to send in, you know, a page just saying, okay, this is why we deserve to win this award. And Mm -hmm. uh, I submitted ours, I believe, in February. And actually, Mm -hmm. with this one in particular... Um, because it was bu- businesses that had been around for less than four years. And so I actually emailed the uh, the committee that was in charge of it. And I said, hey, we're, yeah, we're in business three years. But by the time you guys actually put this banquet on, it will be four years. Is, are we even eligible for this? And he said, oh, no, okay. it's, it's, he said, no, it's fine. Because, you know, you were nominated. And even right now, you're okay. So, yeah, by the time we had received this, it kind of felt like, okay, we're kind of past this, this line. But again, you know, COVID delayed everything. This banquet was supposed yeah. to be in May. 
or April. Oh, wow. I didn't even, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, I, you know, I feel like the last few months are just all meshed together. Honestly, I, I, someone, I can't remember the other day was like, someone was asking me questions and they're like, and approximately when was that? And then I was like, I feel like two weeks ago. And then after I was like, after like thinking about it, I'm like, that was actually two months ago. And I'm like, I'm really <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm giving people false information, but it's just COVID has obviously really affected a lot of things. So, um, but still, like, I mean, obviously it, it all kind of worked out. And I mean, we congratulated all the nominees because it's just, it, it's, it's a huge accomplishment to be one recognized and to be even nominated. So I think it's a huge win, um, especially you know, in this case, like you kind of said in, in your acceptance speech, you know, like you weren't planning on it kind of turning into what it has turned into. You Like, you know what I mean? So you kind of taken the business and really like ran with it and you can see how much it's, it's, it's grown. And so you can see, you know, how many jobs that you've made available to, you know, therapists and psychotherapists and, and, you know, it's just, it, it is, a, it's a huge accomplishment, Linda, and it's very incredible um, to see the growth that you have personally, you know, kind of created in the last few years. So. It, you know, it's been quite, like I said in this, in the acceptance speech, quite the ride and quite a, mm-hmm. a lot of unexpected things. Uh, when I started this this place, I knew I wanted to create jobs. I knew I wanted to build something bigger. Now, how big it ends up being, I don't know. Because, of course, along the way, we've had so many challenges that I yeah. sometimes will talk to my colleagues that have gone into private practice. And, hey, I mean, they control their schedule. They might see three or four people a day, sometimes six or seven if they're super motivated. But they control <laughs> it. And when they're off, they're off. You know, they don't worry mm-hmm. about a thing. Whereas with what we've created here, it's just sort of this machine that constantly going, you know, we're thinking about the people that work here and their lives and what they're going through and then the clients and making sure that we're meeting their needs, but also respecting the therapist boundaries and how, like, there's just so much more and then taxes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Payroll. Oh. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. It's never, uh, that's the thing. I think a lot of people, even for myself, um, you know, I've learned a lot about business and just kind of how how to how it kind of functions there's just so many moving parts eh? so it's like it's it's really hard it's so nice and it feels great when it comes together but there's always going to be those hurdles those bumps and those you know those it feels like mountains some days like to kind of trying to crawl over um but it's really cool to see that how many moving parts can kind of work into one and then it kind of comes out and mm-hmm. i mean it, it is it's, it's it's absolutely beautiful and it's incredible and like i said it's it's definitely super exciting to see um you know the that you guys won and we mm-hmm. won and yeah i just i'm really excited so um so the acceptance speech um obviously no one had them planned <laughs> and uh but how did it kind of feel to, like to get up there and to you know really kind of talk about because you kind of told everyone for anyone who hasn't seen it you kind of told them that like it wasn't you didn't really know how it was going to go at the very beginning so you know when you first started KMH so how did it feel to kind of get up there and to one talk about you know how this all started and to also you thanked um, our office manager which is uh, Amanda Hampton and she's absolutely incredible so how did that kind of feel to kind of get up there and to you know to accept it um well I mean there's a lot of mixed feelings because like I said we've definitely had our share of challenges we've had people come and go from here we've had I, I personally have had to change a lot 
in order just mm-hmm. to be effective as a, as a, you know, a manager, as a business owner. And so to get up there to just go like, wow, this is really cool recognition, but I can't say that this is on me. You know, this mm-hmm. is because of people like Amanda that, you know, she's, she's texting me on her off hours going, Hey, I'm worried about this thing. And I'm like, can you take care of your children, please? <laughs> and, you know, just some people that, you know, even like me where I've worked at other places and I, I would have been a lifer at the last place that I worked at, but I just things, you know, the dynamics change there. And so, I mean, when you've got people like that, that are just so for doing and they feel good about what they do all day and they're there for you. I mean, that is so invaluable. You know, I, I never want to make that mistake of, you know, causing someone who is so in it with their heart and soul to just like, you know, turn their backs and, and leave. So I found mm-hmm. it very important to just point out. And sometimes I am forgetful. Sometimes I don't think to, you know, appreciate or thank everybody that's been there along the way. But I have a scrapbook. It's an electronic scrapbook of screenshots <laughs> of like messages I've gotten or emails I've gotten from people over the years. And sometimes it's so necessary to look back because it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to just keep going, not only in this field with this 70% burnout rate with the people that, that we, you know, we have on staff and, and not just with our place, but just in the field in general. And even myself, mm-hmm. I still see clients and then put that up against trying to run a small business in Thunder Bay and getting through COVID and all. So ultimately it's really difficult most of the time, but it's also very rewarding. Every single one, like every, I think everyone a part of our team is so appreciative though. Um, I think you, you kind of make everyone feel like that though, you know? So, and I, and that's, that all comes down to you. And, and obviously we all really appreciate that. It's, it's very difficult, I'm sure to, you know, like you said, run a business, organize that, organize the people and, you know, like obviously with your own schedule and then you're seeing clients now. And so it's just, it's busy. And so mm-hmm. you make it look effortlessly, I swear, but I know that it's, it's not as, as easy as it looks. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you guys get to learn about when I can't find clothes because I've misplaced them. So I'm happen to be wearing a bathing suit to work <laughs> or when I'm just not functioning. So, but at the same time, it's, it's very cool also to have relationships with, you know, your staff where everybody's kind of, you know, they all kind of get it. You know, we all have these days and uh, it's not like a judgment against you. If you're, if you're struggling, it's more, really more funny than anything. Yeah, I think that is that is kind of good. Like the team that, you know, is currently at KMH, obviously everyone, we just kind of mesh well. And so it's really nice that, you know, we do have like a little work family. And so when someone's having an off day, like we, we can recognize it and we have a thousand, you know, memes and jokes to throw at each other mm-hmm. um, in between. And so, but it's just nice. And so, and, you know, I had to ask, like, so were you always planning um, on it? Because obviously, currently right now, it's it's female, like, ran, right? So mm-hmm. was that always something that you kind of wanted? Or, like, is it, and it's, I know it's not, like, you haven't gone out your way to, you know, say no men can work with us, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> no men allowed. Um, but you know what I mean? So, like, was that kind of like a good dream of yours in that, like, you kind of, you, was that like a vision of yours? Or it just kind of happened that way? A hundred percent. It happened that way. Actually, mm-hmm. I, you know, as silly as this sounds, I was warned against having a workplace full of women. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I was warned against that, I think, because of the stereotype and, and also just kind of societally how women are raised to um, sort of be more passive aggressive. Like it's not as acceptable to voice a concern assertively, gently, respectfully. It's more acceptable for women, at least, mm -hmm. you know, in our world to just kind of keep it to themselves. And then it gets a little bit little things to each other that are you can't really prove it that they did it but you know they're doing it gotcha so, okay <laughs> you know that can create kind of an un, you know a toxic work environment and I've been there I've been there through those work environments and mm -hmm. they are awful because not only are you experiencing like this you know break in the trust in your team but you're also feeling like you're kind of crazy like you're imagining it so mm -hmm. um but the thing about the how this team formed is it's also on account of the fact that this field is very female centric you know it really is yeah, yeah it seems like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think even in my graduating class, I think there were three guys among, you know, 20 women. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, the majority of the women or the people, sorry, that have applied here are women. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, it does come down to fit because fit is a big deal when you're trying to create a, a workplace culture where people do get along and, and they are kind to each other. And, you know, they don't get say offended at something someone does rather they actually take the effort to try to teach them. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean I you can see it even through like social media obviously like we um we collect information and there's a million insights that we all kind of have and and so when I go through that and I look at it um more of the percentage that uh, like a people that listen to us are you know f female and and it's not to say that we don't you know like want or accept men it's just it just seems like they they kind of want to learn a little bit more almost. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think Kelly mental health and the Kelly mental health foundation, it's very education based. Um, and so it just, it just seems like that, like when it comes when, when I look at, at the physical numbers, um, that's kind of what it shows me. So it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, kind of, kind of how that all kind of happened. And it's just nice to, to kind of learn about. I was just always kind of curious. I've never even asked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, we really started working with, uh, well, I started working with, um, you know, Fort Hope as a First mm -hmm. Nation community. And there was not, there wasn't a big divide between male and female clients. And in, in terms of who comes for therapy, I'd say it was a pretty even split because, you know, in a place like that where mental health is really promoted and pushed and, it, you know, it was just so much more normalized for them. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit different with people from Thunder Bay that are just kind of local coming for therapy that it's a lot more female centric. And I, I suspect it's just because it's a lot more natural and accepted for women to talk feelings. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, you and, um, Shane Powell did a incredible, um, podcast episode. You also did, uh, he came on the let's grow, uh, television show, um, brought to you by Shaw spotlight through the Kelly mental health foundation. Um, you know, you, you kind of talked to him about a lot of things and like the, the correlation between, you know, men and not kind of wanting to 
always share their feelings and and then the connection to that and um, male suicide and so if you guys haven't um, watched or listened to the podcast please do yourself a favor and go listen to it um, and watch the the video because it's absolutely incredible what you guys discussed Um, I think it definitely touched a lot of people's um, lives and and it was it was crazy to hear you know the statistics behind all of this Um, and so I can definitely understand that, um, that unfortunately men are maybe they're more intimidated or or they're more, you know, kind of worried what people would think about them if, Mm -hmm. you know, well, so it's, yeah, there's a lot of societal pressures on men. And of course, Mm -hmm. Jane and I did talk about that, especially the, you know, the drive to be a provider, you know, I have someone that uh, I have worked with in, uh, in the past and this person is, just the most compassionate person I've ever met. But like this person's only concern is providing for his child, you know, at the expense of everything else. It's like, as long as I get money over to this child, then everything is okay. And I said, well, what about you? Do you have a place to live? Do you, Mm -hmm. you know, do you have food to eat? Because you cannot destroy yourself at the expense of, of someone else because that child's no better off if you're, if you're dead. Or mm-hmm. if you're, you know, hospitalized, that's not okay. Um, but yet there's this pressure, just be a provider, not have any feelings, just keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, or even like, um, I don't know if you watch the show, This Is Us. I finally got oh, yes. through season four. Oh my <laughs> gosh, do I ever cry during that show? It's so good. Um, <laughs> but there was, there was a bit of an arc where one of the characters was, it was recommended that he go to therapy. And I was, I kind of chuckled at how significant of a reaction he had to that like why do I need to go to a shrink what are you talking about you know like this real old Mm -hmm. school style of thinking like if you know I can solve my own problems or hey other people have it worse so I don't have a right to complain well Mm -hmm. that's not very productive because just because other people have it worse doesn't mean you can't want things to be better yeah, you yeah, you absolutely make a good point. I don't think I've seen that season yet, so I'm gonna have to look into this. <laughs> well that's why I, I didn't so give many... any extra information. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many shows on the go right now, I can't even function. And plus my reality show, like it's just too much. <sighs> um so you kind of mentioned how you started um you started in Fort Hope, right? Or mm-hmm. at like you are taking clients on. And I know you, this is back in the day when I think I was our first podcast um, that we recorded at uh, the East Ave office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it. So Kelly Mental Health started in the basement of your home, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was my little private office down there. Yeah. So, and that's incredible. Like to think like that's where it started four years ago and look where you are now. Right. So again, I just think it's so cool. Like, and you know, to, to watch and listen about like this amazing growth that you've had. Um, and so, so far you come, I think it's just, it's such a huge accomplishment and it's just crazy to think that, you know, that's, that's how, that's how it began. And so, and now you're kind of here. So, um, what, uh, so you said you started with Fort Hope. So what kind of brought you to that population, um, that area? Like what, like what about that stood out to you that drew you to, to that area? Well, working with uh, clients that had been, um, you know, involved with, or even family members of the uh, attendees of the residential school, that was a big uh, part of what I did at my last job. 
And uh, so that was pretty much a lot of my training, a lot of my experience was with that population. And so at the time I had been going up there through the other job and um, ultimately because of some things that really went sour with the other job, I just said to myself, you know, if I don't get out now, I'm, I will lose myself. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it ended kind of, you know, I like to say that I rage quit, but there was a lot of really, you know, bad feelings, sadness, grief, really stuff that I struggled with for years from leaving that job. But mm -hmm. I have a fiduciary responsibility to any clients that are on my caseload. So I did let them know, this is my plan. I'm leaving. You know, it's up to you. You want to stay there. You want to come with me totally or call. Um, mm -hmm. And they did choose to keep me coming there. And so I kept going there for a week of every month for over a year. Um, meanwhile, I was um, signed a lease on a building that was way too big. <laughs> they were, <laughs> the building that we're in currently on Dawson Road used to be uh, the TBXI was in here and uh, Design Building Center. And for the first year, we only had furnished three of the rooms. <laughs> um, and we just tried to kind of hide that like a lot of it was it was there wasn't even heat on one side of the building. So, oh, wow. yeah, like the office I'm in right now, uh, there was no heat over here. So it was kind of an interesting thing to take on something that was way bigger than than it needed to be. But the the place like the the setting was right. Anyway, long mm. story short, uh, the funding ended for going up to Fort Hope. But people were coming here so much that I had a, more than a full caseload and had two other people that were pretty much full, uh, two and a half, actually, other people. Um. So that was, that was really crazy. Like it was, I would say 90% of my clients were just from that community alone. And wow. I just absolutely adore them. They're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and it's so nice to even years down the line to still see many of them kind of coming in and out or seeing some of my, some of my therapists that I have on staff, because I did pull back for my caseload for a while, just so I could concentrate on, you know, managing the business. And now I'm kind of taking on more people. Mm hmm Wow, that's well. It's definitely it's kind of nice to to see kind of how the journey kind of began and where you're at now, and yeah. you know. So, um, do you have any goals? Like, so obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, um, currently, like, so we're trauma focused, right? Yeah. So, um, what exactly does that mean? Let's start with that. So there aren't a lot of practitioners, like there's a lot of counselors, there's a lot of, you know, psychotherapists, but not everybody is trained on how to help someone deal with trauma. Uh, trauma can be defined as anything that happens to you that drastically changes your worldview, anything that can make you feel that the world is unsafe or directly, you know, changes how you feel about yourself in response. A trauma for some people could be the, a parent's divorce that goes bad and trauma for another person could be, you know, a firefighter having to see someone pass away in front of them or, or even there's something called secondary trauma where say, uh, we had a lot of family members of residential school survivors who would hear about the stories of what happened to them and just hearing about it created trauma in the mind. And then, oh, wow. you know, you end up having these symptoms where you can't live a full life. You know, you, you are afraid of people, you, uh, your own mind kind of gets in your way. You have symptoms of anxiety throughout the day and you don't know why. And some of it, some of it is because of this. So trauma treatment is, is specialized and we have 
a few staff that do different things. There's, there's a couple staff that are very big about EMDR, which is the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which I'm sure we're going to talk about with Kelly Graham in a future episode. Oh my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) She's going to love that. Um, You know, another one that I am trained in is called prolonged exposure. And that one, that one is actually just about sort of retelling the story moment by moment, you know, what did you smell? What did you hear? What did you see? over and over and then processing throughout and then you know implementing these positive coping mechanisms at the same time so that you can kind of like I I like to say that when you've been through a trauma it's kind of like the fire in your memory and all of the smoke permeates all of your experiences so we're going back and we're putting out that fire once and for all Wow. And sometimes, like yeah. yeah, sometimes Analogy. with EMDR, you actually have to revisit all of those experiences where the smoke did permeate. But ultimately, it does go back to, you know, that thing that happened that just changed the trajectory of your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, it's not just trauma that we do, but that is one of the specializations. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. We, I mean, there's family um, and relationship counseling. We have forced therapy. There's so much. So if you guys haven't, please uh, check out our website at www.kellymentalhealth.com. Um, it talks about every single thing that we do on there. And there is like we there's so so many things, obviously. So that's kind of what was leading into my next question. I just jumped ahead a bit um, earlier. But so what do you kind of hope for the future um, with Kelly Mental Health? And um, what are you some of your hopes and dreams that, you know, you maybe not, you know, this year, but maybe in the future? Well, my big lofty goal when I started this place was not only to you know, have a workplace culture that is healthy and non-toxic and, you know, a place where people really liked to come to work while also doing work that makes them feel really accomplished, satisfied at the end of the day and helps our community. Um, My big lofty Mm -hmm. goal was to have this turn into a center of excellence in the treatment of mental health and addiction. And I know that this is challenging given that we're a private company, but unfortunately, you know, the rules around, you know, trying to get government funding are a little bit skewed at this point especially now with COVID we we have no idea what's going to happen with government funding so that is also why I started Kelly Mental Health Foundation as a nonprofit, and you know working towards creating uh, turning that into a charity so that we can we've got some really big plans and I can't talk about them yet but um, something (laughs) that is going to be very Thunder Bay centric helping Thunder Bay businesses and I'm very excited about it. Um, as for the clinic, I mean, part of me as just a normal human being kind of wants to chill out <laughs> and just, you know what, are the rooms full? Yeah, good. Okay, let's just stop. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I mean, you've been you've done a few things. It's never ending. And you know what? And but I love that. I love that about Kelly Mental Health. I remember when I first started, it was like, okay, we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this. And I was like, okay, let's get this going. Like, we're kind of everywhere and it's for we're, we're not everywhere to you know annoy people and to you know push for our business we're everywhere to help you and I think that's the difference right well um, you know and and what it also comes back to for me is this helps me everything yeah, that we do everything that we study every time I see a client and I go I I see something of myself in this person or what they're going through or what I have been through and I can sort of share and and connect on that level it helps me to constantly be immersed in this life yeah 
Yeah, no, you make a really good point. Um, even with like this weekend, I didn't, I, I didn't do too much. I mean, this weather is killing me. I think that's just where I'm at. I'm just gloomy. Um, and, but I, you know what, I spent this weekend and I, and I was doing a lot of research and I like for, for when I was growing up, like my grandmother would always talk to me about, like she was born in, you know, the, the like the 1920s and she was telling me all the time about how, um, you know, women were able to like finally vote then and stuff. And so, and my family, like my dad's and my family is from Winnipeg. So when I was younger, they brought me to um, the Manitoba, the legislative, uh, legislative building, mm-hmm. and they showed me the famous five uh, statue of the women who basically uh, got women to become, and, and long story short, but got, were able to, after two years, get women to finally become persons um, because women weren't viewed as anything back in the day. Right. So I, I think it's kind of interesting. So on October 18th, um, 1929, that's when it, like the, like the bill was officially passed um, and the famous five, you got to look into it um, for any of those who don't know. Um, but we did a post about it the other day mm-hmm. and I felt really proud to do the post to, to like to share the education. So for like with myself, my family has been very female oriented and so it was kind of nice and I'm, and I'm excited to talk now, you know, about how Kelly mental health and, and these strong women that are doing these jobs that they do. And it's because of those women back in the day that we are able to be women and to be strong and to be able to be here and, you know, to, and for you to own your own business. And so I think it's kind of a nice tie in. And I really wanted to make mention of that because it's such an incredible story and it started over tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's that's so cool, you know. So, and it reminded me of you know how you kind of said that Kelly Melf or sorry Kelly Mental Health became um, you know a, a dream that became a reality, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened to these women as well. So I think it's super exciting, and it's crazy to think about how the world kind of you know where we're at now, yeah. <laughs> and it's still forever changing. There's still lots of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously. So I just think it's definitely, uh, it's really interesting to talk about. And I'm super excited that, you know, you got to, I know how busy you well, are. Well, <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> so. also kind of wondering, I mean, from your perspective, what was it like for you to walk into this kind of ready-made team and ready-made job? What was that like to, especially because you've worked at some other places that, you know, are varying in, in how awesome thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know what so I it was interesting um obviously it was it was intimidating not intimidating but I kind of was so I I knew who um I knew about Kelly Mental Health because we actually met through I am a, I, I'm the host of like through Shaw as mm-hmm. well Shaw Spotlight and um through pause and talk. <laughs> and so I brought you and the lovely Kelly Graham on there. Uh, we kind of teamed up and we got you guys on there for an episode to discuss pet therapy and how important it was. So I had already known about Kelly mental health coming into um, the situation. And I've been a big fan of everything that you guys did on social media and how, you know, the articles that you guys we're producing and you know it, it, it's incredible and I've, I've had a wicked um, I guess business crush <laughs> on you and Kelly Mattel for a long time so um, coming on to the already made team was honestly an honor um, it was intimidating because 
I mean, you kind of have to find your groove, mm-hmm. right? Like you get, you get into a new, completely new atmosphere. And I've also built, you know, the company up in my mind for so long because I've just had so much respect for, for you and everyone. So I, for me, it was just, honestly, it's, it was one of my biggest it, to, like, to this day. And honestly, I'm not saying that. And I swear to God, Linda did not pay me to say this. <laughs> um, it's one, it's been one of my biggest accomplishments um, because it's something that I feel very passionate about. Anyone who knows me, it's, I'm very passionate about animals and mental health. So I think it's really cool that I get to now be able to do something that I personally love. I can, I sit in front of computer screens well, way more than I should on a regular basis, even on my off time, because I, it's, it's a passion of mine. So I get to create and I get to educate and I get to learn myself. And I've never been able to really do all three at, like at once. Um, so I like, you know, I, I really enjoy my relationships with, like with you guys. If I ever have questions about something that I am researching, I can throw it at our entire team through our group messaging and everyone is extremely helpful. Um, it's just an absolute honor. So it's, it was, like I said, intimidating, but one of the most incredible experiences I've learned so much. And like you kind of mentioned, I've learned so much about myself. Um, I, I really, I've kind of, I nitpick relationships now (laughs) and, but not in a bad way, but I've realized that some relationships in my life were really toxic and, you know, some have improved, some are no longer. And I think that, I mean, that's incredible that I can work, you know, and learn at the same time. And so it is really cool. And and I, I like to sometimes that being around certain people can be a really good influence, Um, there's some Mm -hmm. people here that are just amazing at setting boundaries and uh, setting boundaries has been a very, uh, a challenging endeavor for me, um, because I, I sort of grew up with this ideal that was imposed on me that, you know, helping others is more sort of noble than doing for yourself that, you know, taking time for yourself is selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and even things like, um, when people like having a hard time saying no, oh gosh, do I ever, I struggle with that still. And I, in the past few years, because like I said, I've had to change. I've had to sort of be more upfront about my boundaries and my limitations, because I really am starting to see the cost of that, of giving too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I see the cost to my family, the cost to myself. Um, I've lost friends over this. I have Mm -hmm. lost friends over just having to say, Hey, I'm sorry, I can't do this with you because I am tied up or I'm, I'm too tired to do this or even not being, not apologizing for, you know, standing up for myself and, and people have actually left my life for that. And it's mm-hmm. been, that's very painful. I've talked about that before, but at the same time, you know, if somebody wants to drop you because you decided to, you know, save yourself a little bit or refill your own cup, well, these aren't really people you really want to keep around. Yeah. And we've talked about that too, actually, like a lot. Um, healthy boundaries are really important. And, and I'm really happy that I, I, I'll, I'll admit when I came onto this, I, I had no idea what they even looked like and what they were. And the fact that now I can recognize them a little bit more and I can have those open and honest conversations. And, and just like you said, like if people aren't willing to, you know, kind of support you through that kind of stuff, well then maybe they shouldn't be in your life. Right. So 
it's it's I feel like it's an overall learning experience yeah I mean it's like at this point in my life I would so much rather have someone say hey no I can't do this as opposed to like Mm -hmm. doing 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 for me and then resenting me for it right like that's Mm -hmm. way worse I have had enough of that in my life (laughs) yeah exactly I uh I think it's definitely like I said Kelly Mental Health has been an ongoing learning experience. Um, and I think it's, it's just been awesome. And I, I'm super excited um, to see what the kind of future holds for, for obviously all of us and for you. And I just think that it's just, it's going to keep getting better and better. And I'm really excited to watch it kind of grow. And obviously I'm excited for, to, for everyone else to watch <laughs> it grow as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been, so. it's been quite the ride and I'm really excited about uh, the possibilities going forward. I, I just, you know, you want to be kind of strike that balance between realistic, um, cynical and hopeful and <laughs> yeah. just kind of hope that I think it's going to be okay. The nice thing though, I think Linda though, is that everyone knows that you are a very humble person. And so I don't think anyone takes it as, as uh, otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, and I think any, anyone that's listening can agree that, you know, with what I said (laughs) so um obviously I just I'm really excited that you were able to come on here and take um take a break from your busy schedule just to talk about this I think the award again was such a huge win for for you and for um Kelly Mental Health Clinic and again I'm super excited just to see what what kind of happens in the future with you guys absolutely and I I really want to again just say a big huge thank you to the Chamber of Commerce and all the judges that you know voted for us and you know really really had the opportunity to see what we have done in such a short period of time because you know times were very were very different when I when I sent that submission and it was right before COVID hit and the whole world changed Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm just so thankful that you know it's things are easing up now and we're still here and we're still okay yeah yeah, we're still still mm-hmm. surviving. <laughs> and uh, obviously, congrats to all the nominees and the current, uh, the announcements of the current winners and the future winners that um, are going to be announced over the next, I guess, few weeks, mm-hmm. right? They said till November 13th, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so super exciting. So obviously, um, again, thank you, Linda. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we did discuss a few topics um, today, and but we did talk about our services. So if you or anyone um, you know um, would like to connect with us, please feel free to go to our Facebook page at Kelly Mental Health. You can also visit us on our website um, at www.kellymentalhealth.com. There's tons of resources on there as well. So even if you're still kind of questioning and you're not too sure if you want to um you know sit down and meet with a therapist go look at our resources and see kind of what um what may kind of help or fit with you and obviously you can contact us mm-hmm. anytime and and uh we look forward to meeting with you guys in and the another future, thing so. i just want to throw in there is we are working on potentially setting up a consultation process uh, we do have short sessions, like brief consults for people that are not quite sure if, if counseling is a fit. But there's some people that will call saying, you know, I specifically want to see, you know, Saya or Kelly, or I specifically want to see certain people, um, but I'm not sure. And so we, we are working on a process to be able to create that, you know, that first consult, see if it's a fit and then go forward. So pay, uh, keep, a, mm-hmm. keep an eye on us for any announcements about that. 
Oh, yeah, perfect. All right, guys. And uh, Linda, thank you so much for your time today. And we will talk to you guys next week.